What's poppin' internet? Welcome to another episode of the Synced Up Podcast, the show where we talk about news, games, and sandwich a little fun in between, although we're still looking for new fun to sandwich in between there. That's true. We need we need so, more fun. Exactly. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Timothy DeRoe, and joining me this week, back at it again, back <clears> from <throat> the dead, Michael Claire came back, recovered from the COVID, Mike. Big and strong. How do you feel about recovering from the COVID? Never been better. Never been better? Can't breathe, though. Yeah, I know. Can any of us really, nowadays? Nope. The air's polluted. I sure can't breathe. Stop stop cutting the trees. Uh what? 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 <laughs> okay, this week we're gonna talk about AOC on Twitch. Stadia Creative Director having some seriously hot, flaming hot garbage. And new images from the Uncharted movie set. They look, Not garbage. Looking kinda nice. Looking kinda nice. But before we get into that, I got a little bit of housekeeping for you. We are on YouTube, so if you are in your favorite podcasting feed, and you want to put some faces to some voices, you can find us Gross. at youtube.com slash synced up podcast. Find us there. We got all new kinds of content coming down the pipeline that we're talking about right now. So get excited there. And also, if you're on YouTube and you hate seeing us, you can find us in your favorite podcasting service just by searching synced up podcast and looking for the blue and white logo with the game controller on it. Also, new episodes go into both of those feeds at 7 a.m. Central Time Zone. Gang. You can also write into the show at synceduppod at gmail.com if you want to have your questions, comments, or concerns read on the show like Kylie Arter did this week. We will go through that later. You can also follow us on Twitter at synceduppod to keep up to date with all of our videos, content, anything that we do. Chance, thanks for holding it down and running that for us over there. Also, if you didn't know, Michael Claire went live today streaming mm -hmm. some Pokemon Crown Tundra. And yes, um, we only had a few viewers, but hey, we love those few hey, viewers. Man. One of those viewers was me. But ten, hey, ten followers by the end of it. Ten followers, we respect that. So Mike's gonna be uh, trying to stream a little bit more. We don't have a schedule right now, um, but he's gonna try to try to do that. And you you can go over there, Claire Bear. That's C L E R C B E A R on Twitch, and um, he'll be streaming some stuff over there. We might stream on a synced up um, uh, Twitch. Yeah, we do TV. have a synced up Twitch. Um, we might do some stuff there. Um, we're thinking maybe some horror games. We're thinking some other stuff. Uh, obviously, when the new consoles come out, there'll be some stuff to do there. We, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. But let's get right into it. If you want to start us off, Mike, here with AOC. Yes, sir. Right into Twitch. the news. Um, AOC had her debut on Twitch, and it was one of the biggest ever. And biggest she's genuinely ever. pretty good at Among Us. This is from um, Jacob Kastronakes. Gosh. <laughs> That's a, I can see it as Kastronax, Kastronakes, Kastronakes. I, I feel it's Nakes at the Verge. Um, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, um, a Democrat from New York, made her Twitch debut tonight to play Among Us and encourage viewers to vote. She also very quickly became one of the platform's biggest broadcasters. Her stream peaked at 435,000 viewers. That's and around at the time of this article was written, which was about two hours after um, she had started, mm. she was around 350,000 viewers, which is okay. That's pretty know? good. Okay. I mean, I, you see my numbers. <laughs> I get up there. Um, that peak viewership puts her broadcast among the 20 biggest streams ever. And according to third-party metric sites, um, such as Twitch Tracker, and uh, it's much higher if you're only looking at broadcasts from individual streamers. Mm -hmm. um, Ninja holds the record for an individual streamer with more than 600,000 viewers during a Fortnite match with Drake in 2018. Drake? That was a, that was a big deal. That was I think that deal. really solidified um, Twitch and live streaming as like, the seriousest thing that yeah. people are taking serious. Um, Twitch trackers metrics suggest that AOC stream could be in top 10 for an individual in terms of peak viewers, which is crazy because you made her account that day. She did. You know, it, for like Ninja, it was a combination of Ninja and Drake. Yeah. Um, but it was literally was just AOC. Mm -hmm. And, and so crazy. that was pretty cool. Uh, politicians have increasingly been using tech and games to get out their message. The Biden campaign debuted in Animal Crossing Island last week. Um, that was on Kind of Funny. It was. Um, 
That was pretty cool. They got to reveal that. That was tight. Shout out to And them. then last year, Senator Bernie Sanders joined Twitch to reach a potentially supportive audience that we may not be hitting other ways. Um, AOC stream came together quickly. She tweeted Monday asking anyone want to play Among Us with me on Twitch to get out the vote. And major streamers quickly signed up. She ended up being joined by Representative Ilhan Omar, mm-hmm. who is a Democrat from Minnesota. Minnesota. Um, Pokimane, Hassan Abi, The Sky's Toast, Dr. Lubo, and uh, more. And a house favorite, Gus Johnson, got Gus in there at the Johnson. very end. And you get to play one or two games. Her stream even had graphics prepared, which um, AOC said came from supporters who started making art after she tweeted. Yep. Which is cool that all that got put together in like a couple days. days. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I think the funniest thing I saw on there was we we've talked about it before with uh you know how the the army has been using Twitch as oh, a yeah a resource for and reaching out. It was out. like the, it was her viewers <laughs> at like three fifty k and then yeah. right below it was like army at like forty. Yeah, that so, shit was funny. I yeah, it gave me a good chuckle. I think it was very cool. Did you ever end up watching any of it? No, I haven't. I still haven't watched any. Yet. I, I want to go back and watch the vods. I watched some like highlight videos and stuff because there were some pretty funny things that happened. Yeah, she's like pokey. I can't kill Pokey. She's so nice, and then stabs her right in the back. There's um, a there's a lot of really good the moments. ones with I can't that Maya or whatever her name is, where mm-hmm. she's like super excited just to be able to be playing with them, and then yeah. every time AOC kills her, she's like, oh, AOC killed me, AOC killed me, AOC yeah. killed me. Oh, that's, it was that's really cool, wholesome and fun. Um, you, they they caught on pretty quick on how to play. Yeah, uh, it was just it was a cool experience. It was a cool experience, and to take it on to a more serious note, I think it's actually. Um, quite cool that, and I think important that um politicians and stuff start to use this new age shit to to really to really uh push the vote like AOC is doing here, and, yeah. and like Bernie Sanders did back in the day. And you, obviously, you could argue that the uh, younger voter populace is obviously the voter base that votes the least, mm-hmm. um, which is why I think it's actually more important to do things like this to normalize um politicians to to really take AOC because you know just this happening, even though I didn't watch the uh, the uh, the stream itself. You really start to take, you start to relate to them on a personal level, and they start yeah. to feel more like a person and less like a politician. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, all these people, because someone like someone like Greg Miller, for an example, um, I've only met Greg Miller once, right? And I took some pictures with him, and I've only yeah. exchanged words with him just a little bit. But I would consider Greg Miller like a friend, right? That's like his whole mantra. Like it feels that way, yeah, um, because of how much I watch him and listen to his content. Like I've I haven't missed a single thing in like three years. And so someone like that, even though they are this public figure that I that I've only met once that lives super mm-hmm. far away, I can feel more of a connection to them through these things. And I think for politicians, if they want to get the, the younger voter base to vote on things, which I think is important with how technology has gone and yeah. how personally I think there should be an age limit on when you can be voted in. But that's not what we're here to talk about. Um, like I, I think it's important that they do these things to really get this this young voter base to get in there to be like, oh yeah, it's, it's all about normalizing. Yeah, it. like you oh, know, it's hey, you'll see she plays Among Us. That's yeah, cool. We like, can talk. We can talk about these politicians and actually like be able to relate to them somewhere. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's a very good thing. And also, when you think about it, you know, I don't even know if a Trump rally's done this numbers like this. So that that really makes you start to think like, is going the Twitch route worth it more for someone who's running for president or you know what i'm saying oh, for i mean instead yeah. of because you can for much cheaper reach a much larger audience yeah all over the place i, I don't know I, I don't think you use it as a campaign tool necessarily because that's not what aoc it was might, using it for she was using know. it as a campaign to you know bring voter Just, awareness yeah but if like joe biden had his own sh- stream going i i don't think he'd have the same kind of no vibe to it and, and there's some genuineness that needs to come from the person who's doing it that's true that's why seeing someone like you know uh one of the presidential candidates or or 
some of these older guys trying to attempt something like this is not going to feel as genuine. Yeah, that's that's true. AOC, but like, yeah, that's, you know that she's done this before. She, mm-hmm. you know, she she's silver in league mm-hmm. better than I was. <laughs> I know. And, and so it feels more genuine when she tries to do stuff like this and yeah. reaches out to you. Plus, she's just it's easier to relate to someone like AOC because she's so young, right? And yeah. she's so outspoken about very. Um, younger like issues and mm-hmm. um, suffer like younger voter bases and progressive issues and she's outspoken on those things and so it becomes a lot easier to relate to her on those things and that's why it's so cool for her to be streaming and everyone wants to watch the damn thing but mm-hmm. that is true if Joe Biden was like hey I'm gonna do a Twitch stream we're gonna be streaming this game or th- that or the <clears> other obviously it wouldn't feel as, as genuine unless like I mean, it's like the, the Animal Crossing Island thing is cool but you know he but I really, know Joe yeah. Biden has zero yeah. to do with that no not at all but it's still an important I think it's starting to to you know it's the thing i've talked about a lot when uh as growing up and the more i get older about how like video games and things have been normalized a lot more it's nowhere near as taboo as it was when oh, when we sure. were even when we were in high school you know playing video games was like a thing mm-hmm. you you get made fun of and now you get made fun of if you don't right like everybody yeah. plays fortnite and that's a, obviously the school and life i wish i would have grew up in because it was shunned and i could only play on weekends and nobody wanted to hang out with me and shit like that like way yeah. back in the day um, but that's a different uh, different topic. But I think it's this is starting to show how much more serious the world is taking gaming as like an industry mm-hmm. with um, with this whole political thing happening with people doing the, the islands and doing the streams um, with all these metrics coming out that gaming is the most profitable entertainment industry above all else. I think mm-hmm. th- this is really a testament to how the rest of the world is finally starting to take gaming seriously in the past you know, yeah. five, six years. So that's something I'm I'm really excited about. Speaking of not taking gaming seriously, though, <laughs> got here. Google backs slowly away from Stadia, guys. Very bad tweet. This is from Luke Plunkett at Stadia. Um, earlier today, Alex Hutchison, creative director at Typhoon Studios. Uh, this is not. Why did I put at Stadia? Yeah, this I don't is, know why you put at up, Stadia. What was the last one? What was the last one? The, the Verge. Verge. This one was like Eurogamer, I think, or something like that. Maybe it was a. No, 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 no. Hold up. This was Kotaku. Kotaku. Yeah, this is a Kotaku. I know 100%. Luke Plunkett at Kotaku. Sorry about that. Earlier today, Alex Hutchison, creative director at Typhoon Studios, bought by Google last year to make Stadia games, mm-hmm. made a tweet suggesting that Twitch and YouTube users should be, quote, paying the developers and publishers of the games that they stream. His tweet here, streamers worried about getting their content pulled because they use music they didn't pay for should be more worried about the fact that they're streaming games they didn't pay for as well. It's all gone as soon as publishers decide to enforce it. The real truth is the streamers should be paying the developers and publishers of the games they stream. They should be buying a license like any real business and paying for the content they use. Amazing to me that people are upset at someone saying that the creators of content should be allowed to make some of the money from other people using their content for profit. That last little bit was from a reply to his own tweet there. Um, Back to the article. It's a very bad tweet, and he was rightly roasted for it. What's funny here is, beyond the replies, is that a tweet was so bad that Google had to issue a statement disowning it. In a statement issued to 9to5Google, the company rep said, quote, The recent tweets by Alex Hutchison, creative director at the Montreal studio of Stadia Games and Entertainment, do not reflect those of Stadia, YouTube, or Google. So this broke, like, when was this, like, Thursday, Friday, something like that? Yeah. Um, and, man, this shit, what a bad take. A and very bad take. There's a couple of things here that I would like to say, obviously. So in the world of digital games um, nowadays, when you buy a game, you are that legally, on legal terms, you are buying a license for the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's already a thing. Now, it could be argued that you're just buying a license to play the game, not to stream the game, and that's whatever. Um, but obviously here, 
this is completely counterintuitive to the entire foundation that Stadia is built on. Um, this whole yeah. this because they want this whole streamlined thing. Um, the, all this Twitch integration that they have, the streaming mm-hmm. integration to be able to play games immediately when someone starts. Oh, you know, you see your favorite streamers in a game. Um, you're watching him play uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and so you just click. Oh, I'm gonna buy Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I'm gonna jump right into the game in Stadia. Mm-hmm. This is completely counterintuitive to their whole idea of Stadia as a whole. So yeah. I don't know what the hell this guy's talking uh, about, man. I think the funniest thing I saw was um. One of the guys, or one Twitch streamer, I don't know who it was, uh, ended up tweeting to him and was like, yeah, kind of like how you should, if you're going to, um, or like you should have to pay the NFL yeah, if you're going to show NFL games, you know, on a larger screen mm-hmm. between more than just you and your household or something like that. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, I agree. That Just how like that's done. It should be the same way for your video games. And then that <laughs> streamer was like, well, you can join me on Twitch sponsored by the NFL. Yeah. For, or, you know, Tuesday Night Football. Something like that. Yeah. And I, it's just like this guy was very unaware, I think, of even out the of culture touch. around Twitch. Yeah. yeah. Out of touch completely. It's like this guy just didn't, doesn't know. Like, like he's never seen it. And like he's just now seeing it. And like you think the Among Us guys would be where they were if you had to Absolutely pay. Absolutely not. To stream Among Us. You're not no. going to pay to stream games Among that Us? aren't. Among Us, good. Fall Guys, Phasmophobia, these games don't happen, right? Yeah. I if mean, Twitch it, doesn't exist. Phasmophobia, game from two years ago, um, oh, people are just now hearing about it, right? Um, mm-hmm. Among Us, a game from two, three years ago, people are just now hearing about it, it's, right? It's Fall like, Guys, why do you think that streamers get free keys? Why yeah, do you think they get because special privileges? Like, they're they're not... It's not it's like they're not mooching or anything like that. They are mm-hmm. they are building a player base for these games. They are yes. making people play these games, and, they're, and they're essentially a damn near free advertising platform for mm-hmm. people who play games. This happened back in the day, if you remember, twenty ten, two thousand nine, something like that, when Nintendo had their whole Nintendo reckoning thing on YouTube, where they started demonetizing and taking down any Nintendo related content on YouTube if you played their games or anything like that. Yep. I don't know if you remember that event. I do. And so that happened way back in the day, and Nintendo got hella backlash, and they ended up like a oh. year and a half later completely reverting that yeah. because they realized these people aren't like making loads and loads of money off of our content, and even if they are, they are making us money, and More we money don't back. have to pay mm-hmm. them. It's free advertising. I, I, th- I think companies always make decisions like that where they're just like. Well, we could just make a little more money if we did it this way. And then you don't realize what you actually had going. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then, I, so that's why Nintendo reverted it. And I think yeah. that's why this guy's an idiot. Like, it, it happens all the time. Like, you remember when the Fine Bros yeah. tried to trademark react, like Reaction. just React? And then everyone was like, nah. Yeah, and now look at the Fine Bros. Yeah, yeah. At the I bottom think, of the barrel. Yeah. And it, it's just, it, it shows you that you're just a, little a scummy bit of, person. Yeah, a little bit of greed. Yeah. Uh, and I think, uh, you know... I, I'm I'm starting to have my fair share of um, problems with uh, Jason Schreier over the past uh, few months, but his reply to the tweet was um, quite quite funny. What was it? I can't even. He 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 had a pretty uh, interesting clip. Oh, the one where he was like, "Oh yeah, like this this is great in a perfect world, but the problem is like, sure, like we do this and we cause the streamers to have to pay for these licenses, and all this ends up being is bonuses for the guy at the top of the ladder, right? Like, yeah, the people, it's not like the devs are getting yeah, get more the, money from it. the devs aren't getting a kickback. Yeah, <laughs> like that's not gonna happen. So, yeah, that was a whole issue. Uh, feel free to go into his replies and roast him a little bit because it's the dumbest. It's take. worth visiting because there's a lot of people who are just like, you're dumbass. What? Yeah, com- complete. Complete idiot. Hopefully he learns yeah. some stuff and learns from this and changes uh, what he thinks. But 
Um, until then, uh, here's the first look at Tom Holland as Nathan Drake in the Uncharted movie. Um, Jordan, if you want to bring that up uh, there, that little Twitter thing. Um, and Nolan North's been on set, too. This is by Matt Wells at Eurogamer. There's the image um, there. Tom Holland, sexy guy. Sexy He's pretty guy. He's cute. Good-looking dude. As hard as it, as it is to believe, the Long in the Works Uncharted movie is, after almost a decade in pre-production and seven directors later, <laughs> finally a go. And with shooting now underway, the internet has been giving a first glimpse of Tom Holland in the lead role. A movie adaptation of Naughty Dog's beloved action series was, you might recall, initially announced all the way back in 2009. Since then, six directors, Travis Knight, Dan Trachtenberg, Sean Levy, Seth Gordon, Neil Berger, and David O. Russell, have joined and left the project. But a seventh finally stuck in the form of Zombieland and Venom director Ruben Fleischer. Fleischer's inherited cast includes Spider-Man's Tom Holland as a young Nathan Drake and Mark Wahlberg, who was originally set to play Drake in an early and rather massively ill-conceived stab at the project, as his mentor solely. Holland has, of course, been attached to the project for some time, but it's only now that we finally had a chance to see him in full costume and with the liberal application of mud for the role, courtesy of a new set photo shared today on his Instagram account. In relation or in related Uncharted news, Holland isn't the only star to have been snapped on set. None other than Nolan North, the video game voice of Nathan Drake, has shared a handful of photos of his time at the shoot, perusing a few props and hobnobbing with Holland. Does this mean we can look forward to a cameo from North in the finished film? Only time will tell. So as you can see here, yeah, the image um, from the set, looking pretty good. Tom Holland going to kill the role there. Um, yeah, you can get rid of that. Um, they showed, uh, they haven't really showed much else, really, just just that. But um, I think this, I think this kind of gets me a little bit excited, this this set photo. It, it does. One, I, one, I think so. I'm a Tom Holland stan, right? Me too. I love Tom Holland. Um, I'm, I'm a decent fan of Mark Wahlberg. I kind of like his stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. Hopefully... They keep him towards the comedic Sully side and less towards the comedic Mark Wahlberg side because, you know, comedy Mark Wahlberg can be a little much. And I don't know if that might fit for the tone of what I want it to be. But, you know, we'll see how it goes. Mm -hmm. And also, I think it's just finally good to be like, OK, this thing's finally happening because people have been talking about this damn thing for literally. Uh, 10 yeah, because you can't go back on these photos here. No, you can only get delayed. But like. You you got big names attached yeah. to this now. It's we're, gonna happen. We're actually shooting, and the I mean the dude's kind of proven himself. I mean, Zombieland is a funny movie. Venom people Venom did liked. well. It did well. Both of these movies did well. So he's not unqualified to direct this movie. But finally, we have some actual stuff to be like, hey, this movie's coming out. It's slated to release in July of two thousand and uh, two thousand twenty one. So next mm -hmm. year, um, we'll see if that's when it'll come out. You know, COVID got everything weird, obviously, but. This gets me. This gets me kind of excited, you know. Any more, just like we were talking about earlier in the podcast, you know, that the, the rest of the world is taking gaming seriously. Um, I think this is another step in that direction of like, oh yeah, here we're getting more and more of this stuff, and hopefully it's good. Like I genuinely hope it's good. Yeah, I don't know if I, I don't know if I got high hopes for it, but that's just the whole video game movie thing right now. But I liked Sonic, the highest grossing movie of 2020. <laughs> You know, Tenant hasn't passed it yet. Nope, Tenant did oh, not pass Lord. it. Oh Lord. Well, I mean, but think about it. I mean, Tenant released. And in, in COVID, yeah, yeah. I, I, it makes sense. But um, no, I think I, I believe Sonic the Hedgehog is slated to be the highest-grossing movie of 2020. That's Pogchamp, my friend. <laughs> hey, dude, that's a victory for gamers around the world. Wow, what a I think crazy. we're on a uphill swing on gaming, on gaming movies. Yeah, I mean, because I think more real stars and yeah, talent you, are willing to attach themselves to think, these things. Yeah, now. you you got a uh, um, damn, what's the Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Yeah. Ever Ryan since Reynolds. Detective Pikachu. Detective Pikachu, Sonic, both uh, very good movies. Mm -hmm. uh, you, I like the Warcraft movie back in the day. We're starting to get more and more stuff that's real nice. So Yeah. But that is it for the news this week. It was a short week. We don't really got much going on. Um, uh, the press got the PS5s in their hand, but there's pretty hard embargoes around that, so nobody's really set Just a whole, whole lot. Just pictures of it. 
So just pictures and unboxings of that. Banana. We'll probably scale pictures. Yeah, we'll probably get some actual info next week that we'll be able to talk about uh, with the PS5. Obviously, right around the corner. There's my Bless sneeze. you. There's my sneeze right there. Yeah, that was gross. Oh, okay. Gross. Ugh. Okay. Um, but you know, get get excited for that stuff. And obviously, next week I should be talking about Watch Dogs and and things like that. There should be more stuff happening next week, hopefully. Um, but until then, let's talk about this week in gaming. This is the section of the podcast where we talk about you guessed it. This, this week, week in gaming, mm-hmm. um, October twenty fifth, you got Majora's Mask in the year two thousand. That's a good game, right there. It is one of the only times Nintendo decided to do a sequel to their their thing, and then now it seems like it may have become a uh, trend. You know, we got we got a Breath of Wild two coming out, and I'm not holding, I'm not giving up hope on Odyssey two. <laughs> Did you say it might be a trend now? Twenty years later, <laughs> twenty years later, um, yeah, because I mean, you got Majora's Mask, uh, Super Mario Galaxy 2, and then obviously Breath of the Wild 2. But n- yeah. Nintendo's notorious for not doing direct sequels to their games. But Majora's Mask, direct sequel to Ocarina of Time. So that was mm-hmm. cool. Uh, 13 years later, you got Batman Arkham Origins. I love that game. Yeah, that's a good-ass game right there. That's One of my a, favorites. That's a good game. All those uh, Batman games are all really good. Arkham Knight, not as much. But, hey, those those games are crisp. Getting those Riddler trophies, just so fun. Mm-hmm. So fun. I like I like the my favorite Riddler trophies. Are the ones with like the perspective, you know what I'm talking about? Where you gotta like line up the question mark in the world yeah. and take a picture. Yeah, those are fun. Uh, October 26th, the PlayStation 2 drops in 2000. Was there no good launch titles with it? Uh, nope. Damn. <laughs> I think uh, Resi 4 was a launch title for the thing, but it had already came out in March, so I didn't list it here. Yeah. Um, because it came out in the GameCube back in March. Uh, what else? I'm not sure. Hmm. I don't remember seeing too much. There was just nothing notable, yeah. um, in my opinion. Mm. Four years later, you have San Andreas 2004. That's a iconic game right there. It was, it was a miss for me. You what? Well, like, I just... But you I was San Andreas, six years right? old. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But like, six-year-old me Everybody played San Andreas. Out. You didn't play San Andreas? No. I just didn't play GTA. Midnight Club Dub Mid- Edition? Oh, bro, if it ain't Midnight Club San Francisco dub edition, I San Francisco. Yeah. You need to relax. Yeah. I don't know. Man, I like San Andreas, though. Um, Six years later, though, Fable 3 drops in 2010. We still mm-hmm. have yet to see the sequel 10 years later, but we got an announcement of it back at the Xbox event. Yep. So that's exciting. Get excited for that. Fable 3 was a game I missed, but actually went back and played probably in 2017 and did, Didn't not, like it. did not like it that much. I'm sorry to tell you. October 27th in 2003, you have the original Tony Hawk's Underground. Um, a, yep, a departure from the classic Pro Skater series and a very good one at that. And was sequelized with a sequel that was extremely good. And a third game that wasn't a sequel spinoff, American Wasteland, also extremely fucking good, mm-hmm. I would say. So, hey, that's what I'm hoping for. You know, we got the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 remakes. Can I get a Tony Hawk's Underground 1 and 2 remake? I mean, I probably. I want it so bad. Now, the thing get, does get interesting. There's a lot of characters in that game that the licensing gets weird. Bam Margera in them. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, they were do, able to do it Pro Skater 1 and 2, but like licensing gets really weird on Tony Hawk's Underground 2. Tony Hawk's Underground 1. They could do it. I love those games. They could do it. They did this one. And then 2017, if y'all remember, 20, uh, October 27th, um, the the big day back in the day, uh, back in the day three years ago, <laughs> Super Mario Odyssey, Assassin's Creed Origins, and Wolfenstein: The New Colossus all launched that same Friday, day, October twenty. What did you play first? Twenty seventeen. I played Mario Odyssey first. Obviously, it was the only move. Uh, Origins came shortly after, and New mm-hmm. Colossus I ended up playing in twenty nineteen. But very good, very good game. That 
I mean, yeah. You got Odyssey. That's all I need to know. That, I mean, Odyssey. This week's goaded. Goaded. Goaded automatically. October Odyssey. 28th, keeping it goaded. Guitar Hero 3 Legends of Rock. That game is phenomenal. What a good game. You know, one of the first songs I ever downloaded on my phone was from, from the Hero? Apple Store. Yeah. Like, I paid money. Uh, iTunes? Was Through the Fire and Flames. Yeah. I owned that song and maybe four other songs. And life was great. Ah, what a classic. I love that game. I'll, anytime I see that in the arcade, I like got to go in there and play mm-hmm. that, even though I know exactly what's going to be on it. A year later, Fallout 3 drops um, in 2008. That is also a good-ass game. It's a goaded week, man. I know. This week is like real good. The PlayStation 2 drops and stuff. October 29th, you got uh, Grand Theft Auto Vice City 2002. You're going to say you missed this, aren't you? I was four. You think I was playing GTA? Man, I was, sir. I was yes, not. Sir. And look, I turned out great. I was playing Pokemon. Guess what? I'm still playing bro. Pokemon. Well, Vice City was it's another every classic, day, bro. That iconic girl with the lollipop on the cover. Oh, so good, so good. Yeah, I was like a kid. I was like six years old. I was like, you know, my parents are gone. Going to the strip club. <laughs> going to the strip club. You're going there. Then you wouldn't throw money, and they would try to kick you out. Then you'd have to start blasting. I was catching a shiny Gyarados in the Lake of Rage. The soundtrack to Vice City is very good. Very good. Um. Assassin's Creed Black Flag drops 11 years later on October 29th. That is also that a pretty goated. good game. A game I only played a little bit of, but I played the entirety of the standalone DLC uh, Freedom Cry. Which you should have played the whole game, really bro. liked a lot. Yep, yep, it is good, though. October 30th, a day later, Assassin's Creed 3 2012. Not as goaded, no, but uh, this Still is good. the week of Assassin's Creed. I mean, last... Uh, last week we talked about a syndicate on the final mm-hmm. day, so it looks like this seems to be a really good window for Assassin's Creed. But which I mean, hey, we're Makes about sense. to get Valhalla, yeah. so this is their week. And then October thirty first, I didn't really see. There's anything no week. good Halloween game. Yeah, nothing really of note. I mean, there's Luigi Mansion three, but that was only a year ago, so I didn't really feel like that uh, was yeah. worth putting in. Um, there wasn't I'm really just shocked. Nothing. really nothing. Yeah, tell me nothing like really. FNAF didn't come out on Halloween. Nope, hmm. did not. Did not. At least not according to Game Facts. And you know they can be wrong. So. They are infallible. They are very fallible. Not infallible. Did and, you say infallible? Yeah. And I mean it. <laughs> no, they're fallible as hell. Um, this is, that is it for this week in gaming. This next section of the podcast, reader mail, obviously. You know what reader mail is. We read what is mail. It? Oh. The mail that you send in to synceduppod at gmail.com. Or physically your, at. Or physically at. No, we're not doing that. Um, <laughs> synceduppod at gmail.com, just like Kylie Arter did. And she has a simple question. Mm-hmm. Can you name the most... The top five most disappointed games, disappointing games of the year. Thanks, Kylie Arter. I don't know if I can name five. I don't know if I can name five either. But I can give you an easy one. Right, let me, NSR. No straight roads. That was that was a big disappointment. Let me, hopefully, hopefully this doesn't interfere. Let me bring up my GG app and real my, quick. But that's the biggest one for me. Let me check GG app. Let me go to these games played in 2020. Nothing uh, I think was super So Darksiders Genesis. Not good. Uh, Mortal Hyperscape. Shell was, was okay. I think Hyperscape was a little Hyperscape disappointing. Hyperscape was very disappointing, in my personal opinion. Torchlight 2 was uh, not good, in but my that's not personal this, opinion. That's not either year. No, that didn't come out this year. I'm trying to scroll through. Obviously, I played games that didn't come out this Greedfall, that was a disappointment. Um, what did not live up to what I thought it would be. I forgot that game came out. It did. It came out. It, it's a game um, that came out. Final Fantasy VII Kentucky Remake. Route Zero. Kentucky Route Zero wasn't as good as I wanted it to be. Really? Yeah, mm. really wasn't. Um, Fall Guys is great. Did you say Final Fantasy VII Remake? <laughs> Do I need a swing? 
Um, Fall Guys is good. Paper Mario and the Origami King. I know you disagree with me on this I one. I do disagree with you. But this one was disappointing to me. There it is. No straight roads. Not good, man. Yeah. So no disappointing, man. And I wanted it to be good so bad. So bad. Um, Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning. That game did not live up to the hype that was presented to me personally. Um, Jordan, Jordan cracking his knuckles over there. Um, one of his favorite games of all time. Baldur's Gate 3 wasn't as good as I thought it would be, but obviously that's real early access, so we can't really talk about yeah. that. Um, you want to talk about a game that delivered Blaseball. Blaseball is uh, phenomenal. Might be. We'll talk about that in a second. Disappointing. What else you got? What else do you got for disappointing For me, I don't know. I didn't play a whole lot of games that you didn't play. Tim Tim. I I think I played that this year. I didn't play Tim Tim. That was not good. Did I play that? Did I play that this year? It might have been this year. And it's not on my list. Let me think here. Um, The Xenoblades were great. Um, 3D All-Stars was great. There's there's nothing that was really super disappointing to me besides NSR. NSR was the big one. Which one? The mix game? Oh, Pokemon, Pokemon Cafe, Cafe Mix. Cafe Mix. Uh, for it to have been disappointing, I had to have had high standards for it. Yeah, and I had low standards. Very low standards. I wasn't disappointed. When I started playing, I was like, exactly what I expected. For a free mobile game uh, with the Pokemon What franchise. else came out? Pokemon Mystery Dungeon might have come out this year. It that did. was That was good. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't disappointed by that. Um, I can't I can't think of anything. I might be able to look at my Switch. It's low-key been a banger year, though. Let's be honest. It's been a pretty yeah. good year. NSR was really the big one. Yeah, NSR was so disappointing. That really hurt me and you playing that. Mm-hmm. The whole camera thing was like, man, this is an unplayable pretty much. I will say that Pokemon Sword and Shield were disappointing, but for specific reasons. Overall, out? the game. No, it was last year that came out. It came out last year, but like, it, I think the it's DLCs? still within a year. Yeah. It might be. I think because usually those games come out in November. Yeah, that game is disappointing for me. Yeah, it Very will. Clear. I think it was disappointing for, you know, those specific reasons with the, Let's the, go the decks being weird and all yeah. kinds of stuff. I get um, Let's Go Togepi. Let's Go Trico. You're not going to get Let's Go Trico yeah, I know. for a while. I know, but I want it. Let's get, Go Cubone. You're not I, getting that either. You're getting Let's Go Pichu and Let's Go Meryl. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Let's Go Togepi and Let's Go Pichu. I don't know. Yeah, something like that. That's it. There you go, Kylie. Hasn't All been that disappointing. It's interesting that Kylie just came out and listened to her own question read, but in person. She'll listen again. She'll listen again. She will. She supports us. Um, this next section of the podcast, the WYBP, the What You've Been Playing section of the podcast. WYBP. This is the section of the podcast where we do our WYBP. Um, I was saying so, more like a, a radio station. WYBP. 105.1. WYBP. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's funny. Um, so I played the Warzone Halloween update, which I <laughs> the way you said, no the way you said wow that's funny. <laughs> Get off me, bro. Like, I don't know if you were being genuine or if that was sarcasm. Yeah, I was being like, genuine. Wow, that's funny. I was being genuine. Uh, Warzone Halloween update. I played that. Man, that's cool shit right there. That is a that is how you do a Halloween update. Uh, if you have Warzone, which everyone should, it's free. Um, although I will say, fat ass file size. So if you don't have Warzone, I'm not judging. Okay, but I re-downloaded it. I've been playing the Halloween update a little bit. The zombies mode, the, the, they've completely reworked the uh, the mode, uh, the the classic battle royale mode with this mm-hmm. new mechanic where you respawn as a zombie and stuff. And there's all these jump scares and ghosts and blood. And it's super cool. Like spooky. It, you you can play with. There's the saw guy and the Micah Myers and stuff are in. Like it's so cool. Like That's it really cool. is a really good Halloween update. So if you have Modern Warfare or you have Warzone, I would advise at least trying out the zombies mode with your friends because it adds a super interesting 
mechanic of coming back as a zombie and being able to kill humans and come back as a human again. Um, and really, the last team to win is the last team with a human alive wins. Mm. Um, super interesting and, and cool. Uh, another game that I have played was Doom Eternal. I actually played a couple hours of that yesterday. Um, that's actually a fun game, man. The, the, the gameplay of Doom Eternal is really just crisp. I know this campaign is really short, so... I probably wouldn't recommend someone buy this, but if you have Game Pass, you might as well try this shit out. And I do like Doom multiplayer. I'm a person mm -hmm. who likes that, so when I try that out, I have more to say there, so I haven't got to play that at all. Oh, man, that was a weird burp. I, I will <laughs> say that the uh, the soundtrack is obviously a, stound, a standout here. Yep. Banging the rock and all the, you know, the, all the rock and the riffs and all that coming in is, is really tight. I really enjoy that. And, and the gunplay really is just crisp. Um, I played a little bit of the Minecraft Dungeons DLC. I played a level of that. As you can see, it's the week of playing random shit until stuff starts coming out. Mm -hmm. um, so we just played one level, so I didn't get to see a whole, whole lot. And uh, that game still just as fun as it was back in the day. Just as fun as it was. Um, I've also played Rogue Company, which has been out for a while, obviously. Free-to-play 4v4 hero shooter that I shat on for a while. And then I played it and realized it was real, real good. And we've been playing it. A lot. Well, we've been getting four mans going. Me, Jordan, Chance, and Isaiah mm -hmm. going in there. Um, honestly, going hard. Like actually, today we performed quite shit. Um, we played about four or five games and lost four out of the five or three out of the four. I can't remember. But um, like yesterday and the day before that, we was going in. Like we was just unstoppable. It was unreal. And I pretty much played like three or four games of it and then immediately bought the Founders Pass. I was like, oh, yeah, this game is good. And mm -hmm. I have to so I got to show support here, even though it's free. And also there was a specific character that I wanted to play, which once I started playing them, I was like, oh, yeah, this is my play style right here. Mm -hmm. um, so that was perfect. Um, uh, you go ahead because I'll, I'll talk about baseball once you've once you've done your thing. Yeah, I really got in that because I, I pretty much that week I was sick. I played a lot of Hades and uh, I think I did probably 20 runs. Yeah. And so I'm at seven wins. Um, three to go. Three, three more to go to get to the end of the story, I guess. And that game might possibly be, possibly be my game of the year. It is it an is, incredible game. I will stand by it that. It is so much deeper. And, you know, the I didn't know about the heat system until I got to it. Yeah, the heat system is nice. And it just makes the game have so much more life to it. Mm -hmm. Being able to, like, make bosses be different and shit. Yeah, and just you make the game. You get to customize the game at a certain point. It's just so nice. And the characters, the way the dialogue never really feels dry at all. It's always evolving. Yeah, you always feel like there's some story happening. Even yeah. You know, like, it's just a, like a random throwaway run. And maybe all you do is grab faded choices and, mm -hmm. and just look for gems, keys, and darkness, right? Yeah. Even that shit, there's still something going on. Whether you talk to the guy rolling the boulder up the hill forever or the, or the old girl who's in love yep. with... with um, Orpheus or whatever like there always is something that, that happens and even when you finish it you can always you you come back and if you didn't talk to anyone during the run you still talk to everybody outside of the run and maybe mm -hmm. you grab some nectar to give to somebody to advance some dialogue or, and shit it's just so cool yeah it like really is that good there's uh, I just can't really find anything to complain on, on the game the the voice acting is great game. the music's great mm -hmm. um you know the boon system is yep. great I watched a hour and 15 minute breakdown of super giants games um, going from Bastion to Transistor to Pyre to Hades. Mm -hmm. um, it was a very good video. I can't think of the title of it. Otherwise, I would shout it out right now. I'm sure you could find it on the internet. Um, but it it was like a full critical breakdown of all four of those games. And I think I agree with the guy who was doing it uh, in the end where he talked about that Supergiant really has just learned um, so many things along the way. 
and combined all of the bad parts from 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 Transistor and Bastion and Pyre, figured out what they did wrong with those games, got rid of them, completely fixed them, and piled them all together in this compiled perfect game that is Hades. Um, yeah. It really has come together, and it has all the best parts of, of, of all of the games. Um, the really cool, the really the really good pastel art style of Bastion is in there. The, mm-hmm. the, the the crazy art style, the good story and dialogue between all of the characters is there from from Pyre, and the good and re- responsive gameplay from Transistor, even though it's not the same, is, is there. It's it's good and it's responsive gameplay, and it's it's really crisp. And then all the bad parts from those games, the lack of voice acting. And, and stuff like that they completely got rid of and they fixed here in Hades and I think it's a real it's a testament to to how far indie gaming has come yeah. compared to to where it was uh, 15, 10, 15 years Cause, ago because when I look at my biggest games of the year right like Final Fantasy 7 was probably That's probably my top. number one, my number one before I played Hades I, I had qualms with Final Fantasy there was things I didn't like there mm-hmm. was you know um, I just can't find them in Hades yeah there, there's just there's nothing man it's it's so it gets, it's so great. Not, sure, I, I love gets, that game so it much. It gets stale after seventy hours. But yeah, like, but what, like I'm still right? finding like new combos and stuff. That, yeah, that I showed you that run where I got a, my cast and I upgraded it in very specific ways, and then I got this combo thing, mm-hmm. and I was just shredding there's everything. A, there's always something to do, and every run feels different, holistically different compared mm-hmm. to the last run. So. And then when you start, I you know I didn't realize that your sword had three different forms, mm-hmm. and so you, they're all three different. Completely yep. different playstyles. Playstyles with different so really special moves. Like eighteen and, weapons. Yep. You know, um, it's so good. Because when I think of a game like Dead Souls, which I thought was good, it's a very good game. So much worse than yeah. It, it, it just, just doesn't even compare. Yeah, I, I um, think Hades really fixes all the problems that people who hate roguelikes have with roguelikes. Um, completely fixes those issues. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of the losing all progress that's alleviated here. A lot of roguelikes do things where you have permanent progression but it really feels yeah. very prominent here like you are actually having serious permanent progression by run 20 you will feel way more powerful than you did at run zero yeah it is it is very and, difficult for you to not yeah. eventually succeed and the story here is incredible yeah compared to you, i, I love every time i get to the surface and i get another a piece of the puzzle because yeah. you know the story can't be that complicated yeah but you're still getting just drip fed it drip fed it yeah um at, at the, the like the rate. main storyline and i think the I just, I, yeah, I think everything is, the pacing is incredible. The gameplay is incredible. There's, there's a lot of good things that can be said about it. And it's that a game. game that I want, like, I want more from, more of. I want either a DLC, I want Hades 2, whatever <laughs> that would be. You know, I, I want more. Well, hey, and uh, I think it's just Supergiant's sitting Super on their pile of cash right now. So, yeah, Supergiant will be rewarded greatly for this game. And, and I, I hope they continue to do well. I'm calling it now. I think, I think uh, there's some big publishers knocking at their door right now. I would have to. Do you assume think Microsoft, Microsoft? I I know without a doubt Microsoft is gonna try and buy them. Do you think Supergiant gets picked up? Maybe I think it's a it's a very solid possibility. Um, I mean, just thinking about Bastion, Transistor, Pyre, and Hades all being put onto fucking Game Pass is mm-hmm. crazy, and that would be an incredible get in this year of incredible gets by Microsoft. So mm-hmm. I really think it's possible that they get bought up. Because I'm like I'm I'm trying to wonder what Supergiant's like. Oh man, we we still can't fund our dream game. Like, there's no way they no, have that problem. They got the cash, especially. And if this wasn't the dream game, like, what is? You yeah. definitely do have the resources to do it now. Yeah. So, I'm not too worried about their future. If they don't get picked up, if they do, they're a legendary uh, studio. Be, they do deserve it. Yeah, they're goaded. Um, and then also, I started the Pokemon DLC. That game, 
if it had had the DLCs at launch, is an amazing Pokemon game. Yeah. The the each time they've um, had the DLC, it added new um, mechanics, and especially this time, it just it gives the game so much more life and um, depth, and it just feels like the the first game was rushed. Yeah. Um, I it's it's just disappointing because you know it's it's Pokemon. It it should have. It's like the biggest IP in the world. Yeah. Right? <laughs> how, do, how do you not have the best game ever? Yeah. Um, how have you not done I talked to Trey about it a little the bit. The MMO yet or why, why do the trees look like trash? The trees do look like trash. Why to is there me, so much popping? It's pop in? okay. I don't care that much about it. But why? Why is there so much popping? Why yeah. is there this, that, and the other? Yeah, there's a lot of issues. It feels lazy. Um, and frankly, I think a lot of it is lazy. I will um, say, though, in respect to just talking about the DLC, um, some real it's really good DLC I would much rather have this happen every Pokemon game than get Sword and Shield 2 yeah like where it's shade. the same game and it's just a little different yeah Ultra Sun Ultra Moon yeah, yeah. I hate I hate that I'll that's play them it, but it's like that's how they do it and you're gonna this, buy them this actually time. felt like um cause and then when you get those 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 sequels you're starting over again most yeah. of the time I'm not starting over I get to take my team that I use through Shield Into and I get to thing. I get to do a do, new adventure do new get stuff. to new yeah yeah which has always been like the Pokemon thing is to like transfer your Pokemon over, but you usually have to wait till after you beat a game to do yeah. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, really good. I think the, you know, there's always going to be a stigma about behind like, you know, doing DLC like the way they did it. Yeah. Um, especially with the Pokedex stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's a whole ordeal. It's. I think it, the DLC is good. The it's you know pretty much just all legendaries. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like they added enough new legendaries for it to be good and then being able to go and catch all the old ones. Um, there'll be a lot of content for me to explore there. Yeah. And did, did you stream today? Legendary hunting. Mm-hmm. It's good. I enjoy it. That's what I like to hear. Um, I, you know, it's just, it should be the best game. Yeah. <laughs> it shouldn't be. That's what you think. It shouldn't be one of the disappointing ones. Yep. It should be the best game, mm-hmm. but and that's, that's uh that's it for the games that we've been playing this week. Nintendo. Hold up, wait, never mind. No, it isn't. We actually been playing one more game this mm. week. Let's spend the next ten minutes talking about baseball. So baseball, Jordan taking the headphones off. So okay, so <laughs> baseball. If you didn't know, is a internet baseball Browser. simulator game. Okay, that sounds terrible. A lot of people. I hate. I hate sports for the most part. I love I, sports. I like watching basketball playoffs. I like watching football games when my friends are invested. But other than that, I don't give a damn about sports. I don't want to watch baseball. I hate baseball. It's boring. I hate football. It sucks. Okay? I'm sorry. These are hot takes. But probably not to anyone who's watching. Not the baseball one. Not, yeah. And so the fact that I like this, it, it should blow you away. But that's because baseball is so much more than just a baseball simulator. Mm-hmm. So if you have any interest in this whatsoever after I'm done talking to talking about it go to blaseball.com that's baseball with the L after the B blaseball.com you can sign up it's free um, right now we're in a grand siesta it's going to be a little bit I'll explain what that means in a second it's going to be a little bit before the game gets back in the groove they're, they're coming out with some updates there's some stuff coming to the game so we're currently on like a break right now but the entire gist of baseball is Monday through Friday there is 99 days which are 99 specific hours where these 24 different baseball teams compete against each other um, to just play games of baseball, right? Um, but there's all this cool shit incorporated where there's all these weird rules that don't make any sense and and all this community-driven content that really completely changed the way that baseball is played um, between 
characters that have hot dogs for fingers and other things like that baseball really is this it's it's magical i mean i think that's the easiest way i can describe it and we have all been completely enraptured by it mm-hmm. um mike chance isaiah all every, everyone in my friend group uh everyone pretty much in my immediate friend group has been completely and overwhelmingly taken over by baseball and that's because it's just so fun like to go to just the gameplay of the game what you do is you try to make money you pick a favorite team when you first start playing you bet on that team when they play a game every hour you try to win those bets you bet on every team every team you have odds this team is projected to win this team is projected to win um and and you just bet on who you think will win what Mm-hmm. And you do that there. There's upgrades that you can get um, in the shop where you can upgrade your income, uh, passive income. So income you're going to be making overnight, um, income like that. You can compl- you can increase all of that stuff. Um, that's a cute jacket, by the way. Um, and that's that's really the gist of the game. But I think where the game really shines is in, in if you join the Discord and you j- and you follow some of the Twitter accounts and you start to really get invested in these teams, because. You know these teams are made up of of just these characters that uh, that the fans have made the art for that the fans have come up with and they have all these weird arbitrary stats that don't make any sense like for example um, like some of the characters are honey roasted what does that mean nobody knows and that's mm-hmm. part of the mystery right is yeah. there and there's all this crazy stuff that people don't understand like for example this season at the end of every season you have a playoff series uh, whoever wins the playoffs something happens it's it's cool whatever but after the playoffs there's an election and you vote on things that will completely change the way the game of baseball is ch- is played completely change the rules completely change different things there's also this thing that'll get your team blessings where they'll have buffs for example the hellbeams the team that won the playoffs this year had some of the best buffs in the damn league where mm-hmm. they needed uh, only three balls to walk instead of four. Only uh, they needed four strikes to strike out instead of three. And if they walked, they had a chance to walk extra bases. For example, instead of just walking to first, they could walk all the way to damn third and um, clinch out a victory against your team. And mm-hmm. it hurt a lot, you know, like it did to me. Um, and that happened there. But the blessings this uh, season, nobody knows what they do. Um, the Hades Tigers, my team, we got the devil. What does that mean? No one knows. No one has any any idea. And and that's part of 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 the whole mystery. And there's a lot more that I could talk about this game for an hour and a half. I was I was going to say that to sum it up, the, the reason I love the game so much is because it's a, a, a big and never-ending cycle of the community bouncing off mm-hmm. the developers and developers bouncing yes. off the community. And it feels like it's a team project uh-huh. instead of just and the and developers deciding th- all this stuff exactly. and you're like, okay, this is the new and concept I for the, the week. Okay. The primest example of that comes in the mock trial that is happening mm-hmm. next week. Um, so there is this mechanic in baseball called Eat the Rich, where at the end of the season, the top 1% of players have all of their wealth removed and given, distributed evenly among the bottom 99% of the players. Someone in the community looked at how much they got last season and looked at projected stats that they had been keeping track of over the past 11 seasons, which a season is just in a week and decided that it didn't look like we got as much as we should have. So they wrote up an entire like 55-page legal document, and they had some people who were in the community that were actual lawyers to make sure the legal jargon was <laughs> correct, and they presented this lawsuit against the person who runs the game, and that person responded, and they are holding a mock trial next week to determine the outcome of whether or not we got enough money in the eat the rich so if you would have booted up the game today you would have noticed there was a little notification that everyone got that said the current season's eat the rich is suspended due to pending litigation and that is just the i think that's the easiest way to put it is that that it's so community driven and it's really the coolest shit and it's charming and it's magical and it really feels like a lot of people are coming together to just enjoy this weird arbitrary 
crazy thing on the internet and I'm loving it. I'm about to buy merch, which all the merch is fan made and gets donated to charity. Um, a lot of cool shit like that. There's a band that, that has been endorsed by the entire community because they have the same name as one of the teams. And now mm. that band has acknowledged this acknowledgement and their band camp is linked on the website. And there's like a permanent area where you can view their stream. It's the coolest shit. It yeah. really is the coolest thing. And if you have any interest in it at all, if, if you're interested in community driven things, I highly encourage you to, to view baseball. Um, there is a, a YouTube video by the account on YouTube, People Play Games or People Make Games, maybe, um, hosted by Quinn's called What is Blaseball and Why Is It Taking Over the Internet? And he does a much better job in nine and a half minutes um, summing up Blaseball, what it is, and why you should play it. And I think if you have any interest in it, go view that video. Um, just go ahead and look that up. Um, and that's Blaseball. And I'm going to continue to play baseball, Blaseball. Um, baseball until I get tired of it, and right now I don't foresee myself doing that. And it's well, passive. we get a break. Yeah, we got a break right now. And you don't have to. That's one of those games you don't have to view all the time. It's just in your browser. Mm -hmm. You bring it up on your phone's web browser or your computer's web browser, and just do stuff every hour if you want, or every every day or every other day. It doesn't really matter. It takes um, zero effort. Really, no effort, and it's just so cool. And I'm watching, watching the text boxes of those games. Mm -hmm. on the edge of your seat hoping players don't hit home runs or triples or whatever it is that they're going to hit and they end up hitting a home run and scoring some points and doing some shit and it really hurts your feelings because you thought your team was going to take the whole thing but you got beat by the best team in the league but you really hoped you know you really hoped that's baseball so <laughs> yeah there you go if you have any interest look into that video look into baseball do all that stuff but that is the podcast this week um Sorry for the short news section, but I think we more than made up for it on the uh, extra parts of the podcast. Again, uh, you find us on YouTube, youtube.com slash synced up podcast. Find us on your favorite podcasting services by searching synced up pod. New episode, 7 a.m. Central Time Zone Gang. Gang. Follow us on Twitter at synced up pod at Timmy the Duro at the coast is clear. Um, if you want to keep up to date with our specific channel and our specific uh, things that we got going on, as you can see by the lower thirds there. Um, and yeah, that's it. Write in. If you want to write in all that stuff, all that jazz review, rate the show, like it, share it with your friends, subscribe, notification bell, do all the stuff as much as every person on YouTube and shit talks about these things. And it probably gets annoying. It actually does help a lot, like it more does. than you, more than you know, especially for people like us that are so far on the bottom of the totem pole. <laughs> so anyway, thank you very much. And we love you.